0: Now I'm going to talk to you about union and being in union with the Trinity. So I'm not a theologian and I'm not a teacher, um, but I do love Jesus and um, had a fairly similar sort of uh, Christian background to, to what Sarah was saying this, this morning um, about her Christian background is um I went I was part of a family who um, went to church, went to, were um, uh, like a traditional Christian um, family at that time was quite um, religious more than having a faith. So we went to church. We didn't do certain things on a Sunday. Um, you know, we were expected to go to church, Sunday school church church midweek um, I knew I loved Jesus because we had a lovely photograph of Jesus up on well not a photograph obviously it was a picture <laughs> uh, that'd be great wouldn't it if it was a photograph um, and Jesus was surrounded by children it was you know the verse about um, Jesus loving um, the children and wanting them to come to him. So I really loved Jesus from a, from a, a quite a young age. I was in the Girls' Brigade, which was a Christian organisation for girls, um, and Jesus was very nice. Um, God was the scary one who, you know, God the Father, I don't think we have ever even called him Father apart from, you know, saying the Lord's Prayer, um, but he was a scary one that, you know, you had to, to behave and... And please for and keep all the rules as Sarah was saying and um, the Holy Spirit I really didn't have that much understanding I knew I knew about Pentecost I knew about wit you know that that time um, but didn't really understand what the, the the Holy Spirit was about for a long long t- well until I came to Kingsway which was when I was about 27 so I've been part of Kingsway for about 27 years <laughs> about five years yeah yeah about five years <clears throat> so um, again you know lived in that mixture of law and grace for a long time that that trying to please God trying to do the things that um, you know kept the guilt away um, you know try to get up at six o'clock in the morning to have an hour's uh, quiet time um, actually I learned that before I came to Kingsway about quiet times um you know, used to get up, fall asleep, feel guilty because I'd fallen asleep because I'm just not a mourning sort of person really. Um, so you know, went went on that cycle of trying to please, feeling guilty, um, you know, never making the mark really, and being at the mercy of this um father god who seems a bit of a you know, hot and cold sort of person and um, hated that verse if it is a verse but it's actually a saying isn't it that jesus is the same yesterday today and forever because you know in the old testament he wasn't particularly very nice was he and you know allowed you to kill people and slaughter babies and children and all that and um could never get get to grips with that verse at all um so you know that's a little bit of where I came from. Again, really, um, my life thoughts um, changed when we were introduced to grace through uh, Destin Terrain again, um, and then subsequent uh, books that we've had on grace. But that was the, the the one that started the ball rolling, I think, for us wasn't it, in, this, in our church here. Um, so. Um I'm not a theologian and I'm not a teacher. Um but what I do like to do is like I like to go out for coffee and have chats with people and you know talk about life and um and things like that. So I'm go- just going to approach this today as um you know we've just all gone out for coffee and somebodys asked me what I think uh union being united with the Trinity means to me. So um, God has spoken to me. I'm, I'm a very visual learner. Uh, God speaks to me through pictures and objects and um, things like that. Um, so I'm just going to share the ones that He has um spoken about uh, union through to me. And um, you know, throughout i Destiny, you'll hear a lot about union. Um, I don't know whether you're going to read The Great Dance, um, but that's about you. Did they get to read The Great Dance? Yes, you do get to read The Great Dance. So that'll give you it in a, you know, more depth. I think Sharon talks about union a lot as well. So um, you can ask Sharon or Phil or Rebecca all the, the really difficult questions that you might want to know. Well, you can ask me, but I might not know the answer. So <clears throat> just for fun this week, I decided that I'd look up what the de- definition of union or uh, unity meant. So it's the state of being united or joined as a whole. So we'll just have the state of being joined as a whole. Um, the state of being joined together or in agreement. Or a union can be a society or association formed with a common Interest or purpose. Um, Words that mean the same as union are amalgamation, integration, joining, merging, fusion. I like that one, fusion, because when something's fused together, it can't be um, unfused, I I believe. Uh, Blending, mingling, um, or I found a less formal one was mashed up. So, when we're thinking of being united with the Trinity—Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—we are going to be mashed up with them. So that's a, just a lovely, squishy picture, really, isn't it, of of unity? So let's have a ver- well. Actually, share—not um, sharing, <laughs> Sarah. Um, you know, shared a great verse with us this morning. And I'm not going to apologise for sharing it again. It's Galatians 2.20. Um, I thought I did have a different version here, but I'm sorry, it's the passion once again. So it was, my old life was crucified with Christ and no longer lives, for I was fully united with him in his death. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, For Christ loves his life through lives his life through me. Actually, I've misprinted that and I have actually written loves. So he loves his life through me. I do change scripture sometimes for my own amusement. Um, (laughs) So my life is Christ. That's my real life. And we now live as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God. So it's not even empowered by me, it's empowered by the faith of Jesus, who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. And that just that word dispenses, you know, he just pours his life into mine. And I was going to get a jug, I was going to be clever, but didn't quite get around to it because I only thought of it at lunchtime and I couldn't find all the right bits but you know I was going to pour water into um, a jug of coloured water and you know as the more the water went in it would have like displaced all the colour out of it and eventually if I'd poured long enough it would have just turned to back to water again so you know as his life is dispensed into mine it's almost as though my old life is gone um and I just love I just love saying that you know he dispensed he dispenses his life into my just like you know just keep saying that forever really <laughs> um 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says God has brought us into union with Christ Jesus um <clears throat> all who say All who love me will do as I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each one of them. Colossians 2 says, For in him the whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, and you are complete in him, made full. You too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit." Um, and the Passion version of that says, For he is the manifestation of all the fullness of divinity living in human form, and our completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. So that's some of the, the verses that you know, back up the fact that we are fully um, united with him um when when we came into this um you know new understanding of, of grace you know and our beliefs and thoughts got a bit mashed up really in our heads you know things that we had solidly believed we started to think you know oh you know god just brought new new things into our thinking and we realized that some of the things that we'd uh, believed weren't quite right and um, I can't remember why I was saying that I might come back to that in a minute because the, the thought has gone while, while, while I was going to tell you that oh I know it's um, yeah you know, because people always ask you when you became a Christian don't they and like at what point Did you become a Christian? Um, And the more I think about it, I really don't really know at what point I became a Christian because I'd always had a belief in God. um, But when I... There came a point, I think, where I could say that I started to have a relationship with him. So um, that was probably... See, I can't really define when that was, um, but my understanding of relationship with with God um, did change. Um, so I would say, like when I came, well, just before I came to Kingsway, I was going to a church that really understood that you had a relationship with Jesus. It wasn't just a um, you know a, a, a religious thing you did, um, <clears throat> you know. And I started hearing. God before I came to, to Kingsway, I, you know, he, he, you know, if I gave you some of my testimony of, of how I came back to Jesus when I was like, I had a little time away from, from church when I was in my, my teens and tried a few things that perhaps weren't very beneficial to me um, and then in my early 20s God really led me down a path that started me off on this, you know, realising that you had a relationship. And that it was about relationship. Um, um, So what I'm trying to say is, I think... Where am I going? I know where I'm going. I'm trying to use the picture of being married. So this is me and Andy on our wedding day. So, um, um, So that day, I changed from being Margaret Cornelius because my name was very posh at that time and I used to be called Margaret Cornelius um, um, be, and I, you know, I went down the aisle being Margaret Cornelius um, and then I came back up the aisle being uh, Margaret Goodman so I was then a different person it was like and it was similar to you know when you come into that relationship with Jesus you know when he comes and lives in you you can debate when that happens you know everybody will have a different view of that um but you from that time onwards you are married to Jesus and like just as i was married to Andy then um i was married to Jesus but probably not always understanding what that meant and so when i came up the aisle and was Maggie Co- uh, Maggie Goodman Margaret Goodman um I didn't feel like anything could change you know, are still the same person Um I was 29 when I got married and um, had lived very independently you know I could I had my own house I could do all the jobs myself um, and and um, you know I was living you know I was quite happy on my own although I did you know, want to to have a relationship with somebody and get married but I was uh, self-sufficient and when I got married things changed because I was then became in a partnership with Andy and we were united and we were one and things needed to change um but that was took um, a period of time it wasn't you know suddenly um yeah, know, we, we didn't suddenly think as one and, and consider each other as one. And, yeah, we had to learn. And, you know, at, at first I didn't feel like I was married. You know, I was still trying. We had checks then. We, we used checks a lot. So um, I used to continue to sign uh, Margaret Cornelius. I had to sign my my name at work. And it took me a long time to to, you know, remember I was Margaret Goodman and not Margaret Cornelius. Um and you know I think that's the same in our Christian life as well. You know, we we um learn to be one with the, the Trinity. You know, prior to you becoming a Christian, if you know you want to say it like that, um, you know, you, you lived independently, you, you made your own decisions, and um, know, yeah, but when you came into that union with Jesus, you did it together. Um <clears throat> I think this, the, um, um, you know, I had my house decorated like I wanted my house decorated. And when Andy moved in, then it was like, you know, he didn't really want a pink bedroom, surprisingly. So, you know, that had to be changed. Um, and so, like, we've been married for over 25 years now. And, um, you know, we now do things together, you know, make decisions together and and such like. I haven't explained that very well, have I? I feel like I've gone... (laughs) But anyway. (coughs) So. (coughs) So. I'm just deciding which picture to go for next. And um, I will go for, as you all have gathered by now, I really like dancing. And um, Jesus gave me these two statues from two different people, and um, that are my visual aid about dancing, but also my um, knowledge of dancing <coughs> as well, because I've danced since I was 10 years old. And um, in ballroom dancing especially, you're very much one, aren't you? You'll know this. You dance as one. You, um, and God spoke to me at one time a lot through dances, Um, We used to have soaking evenings where you had to lie down and soak in the presence of Jesus and if I wasn't asleep, um, God actually spoke to me by dancing with me in the spirit a lot and he would use different dances to show me different things about him and his love for me. And, you know, the waltz is a very romantic dance. Well, I think it's a very romantic dance. And he um, you know, spoke to me a lot about how he was romancing me when, when we were dancing the waltz together. And, um, you know, the, the um, rumba, I could do a rumba with him. And, you know, then he would talk to me about his passion, you know, what his passion was like. And, um, you know, so different dances to me meant different things. But then he started talking to me about when you, as a lady dancing with a man, um, the man normally takes the lead. And if you're dancing with a, a man who is a really good dancer and is a strong lead in, in dancing, you can just follow whatever he's doing. And um, you just follow his steps and you just feel. It's really funny because you, you f- feel where they're going um, so you don't necessarily need to know the routine, you just follow. And God spoke to me a lot about, you know, when I'm dancing with him, um, I'm just following, just following him, and I'm just trusting him because, um, you know, sometimes you just have to trust where where your man's going and you just have to, um, you know, I'm sorry if I've got any feminists here, but, you know, this is just how the dancing is uh, for for me. And it just, like... Just you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or woman. When you're dancing with Jesus, I don't know whether you've ever danced with Jesus, but you know, to to just um, melt into His arms and dance with Him, and to have that trust and just you know follow Him, whether He's going backwards, whether He's going forwards, and not know where He's going. Um, you know, and that's what our relationship. It's sometimes like with God, isn't it? So, you know, sometimes we're going forward and sometimes we're going backwards and uh, sometimes we, we're going fast and then another time it, things go slow. Um, but we can f- really just trust him just to, to lead. Um, and, and to me, dancing is just a oneness, you know, uh, being in, in union. And when you dance well together, it's just something very beautiful about it. Um, <clears throat> right, babushka dolls. Um, one of the uh, verses that I didn't read out, which um, one, once again really spoke to me about living in unity with, with the, the Trinity, was John 14, verse 20. Um, and it, Jesus says, On that day, you will realise that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Um, And I think I was having to teach that verse as a memory verse to the kids. Um, And it was like, how do you explain what that looks like um, to children? So God gave me the... um, babushka dolls to to demonstrate ooh, oh sorry demonstrate what this looks like you will feel like you've been to Sunday gang this afternoon by the way I am a Sunday gang leader so here we have this is us. This is me. This is you. This is Father God. And this is Jesus. And this is the Holy Spirit. So the last part of that verse says that um, I am in you. So we have got the Holy Spirit in us. So he is living in us. And then it says that Well, it doesn't say then. Before that, he says that um, you are in me. So we've got the Holy Spirit in us, and we are in Jesus. So how safe is that? Hey, we've got Jesus. We've got God on the inside and the outside. You know, there's many verses that talk about that protection that we have from him, you know, he's totally surrounding us, Jesus is totally surrounding us, but he also says that he was in the Father. So we've now got a double layer of protection, as it were. So, you know, that, that is a picture of unity, that is a picture of us living with the Trinity, you know, he's in us, he's around us, everywhere we go, he goes with us, um, You know, he carries us because we're in him. He leads us. Um, and <clears throat> for me, um, th- this, this picture just really spoke to me that whatever I am doing, wherever I am going, I am totally, totally safe. You know, I'm in in Jesus. I'm in the Father, and the Holy Spirit is in me. Um, you know, I'm I'm safe. Whatever I do, He's there. Um, so that was just just a constant reminder, and I just love, 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 love that picture. Um, now I work with Sharon's mum, June, and um, like us all. June and Brian have been through a lot over the... I've worked with June for about 16, 17 years. And, you know, she's had some serious illnesses. Um, you know, as you know now, Brian is, is, is seriously ill. Um, but the way that they um, live their lives with, with, with God and with Jesus is very, very special and very inspirational and but it's tough like like when we're all going through bad times it, it can be tough as well and um you I've sat sat with June um over the years talking about God talking about you know our relationship with God and um I used to say to her that she was like a weeble because like weebles wobble but they don't fall down I don't we ha- used to have these toys in this. I don't know whether you have them in Germany. Um, do you know about weebles? So weebles like um, wobble, but they never stay down. So like June, or like us all, we can have a wobble, but we don't fall down. So I was determined then to buy, because June likes visual aids as well. So I thought, oh, I'm going to buy June a weeble just to remind her, you know, that she never falls down. And... When I went on the internet, this is what I found, which was like... Um, now, these are the Teletubbies. Do, do you know the Teletubbies? A, do you know about Teletubbies? Are they still on the telly? Yeah. They were around when my kids were little, and they were these funny little... And they, didn't, they didn't talk very well. I think they had to talk after a while, didn't they? More recently, I think. They just used to make funny noises and my kids used to love them, I don't know why. So anyway, the only weeble I could find was this one. So this little weeble here. And when I looked at this, I thought, wow, because this was the same idea as the babushka dolls because the weeble that didn't fall down was the Holy Spirit. So when we've got the Holy Spirit living in us We never fall down, do we? We might wobble. We might have bad days. We might have, you know, times where we think, "Ah!" but we never fall down when we've got the, I was going to say the weeble in us. (laughs) When we've got the Holy Spirit in us, we never, never fall down. Uh, Because he never lets us fall. He might let us have a wobble, but he wobbles with us. He's in us in the wobble. So... And then there's Jesus. I, I often wonder whether they're having a good laugh at this. Yeah, <laughs> look who you are. <laughs> I can't remember all the, I know the names, but I don't know who's who. It's La La, isn't it? La La Po. Tinky Winky. Dipsy. That's, do you know which one's a witch? So so Jesus is l- yeah, dipsy. Dipsy. <laughs> tinky-winky dipsy The father's tinky-winky <laughs> we're la-la. So yeah we're la la <laughs> So there we are in la la land <laughs> surrounded So my last picture is like, again, I think I was trying to think, how do you teach kids about uh, being united with, with the Trinity? So um, somehow I came up with this. Well, it wasn't somehow, I think it was Jesus. So all children love chocolate, I think. M- most children love chocolate. And you can get three types of chocolate, so you can get milk chocolate, white chocolate, and dark chocolate in various shades. but for this um this illustration, um I thought, if you have these three chocolates, so if they will have the white as the holy Spirit, and the milk is Jesus, and the dark chocolate is father God. And, you know, trying to explain to children that they're all the same, but they're, they're different as well. But if we melt them all together, they become one. So I put the, the chocolate in there, so the white chocolate's got a bit. So you mix them all up. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have then become one. They are totally fused, united, mashed up together. And I say to the kids now, would any of you like to separate them? So can you separate those back out? Are you looking at me, Jonas? As if has she gone completely mad? yes we all are in la la land so then um i say to the children we are then the rice crispies and this can be taught as for baptism as well because as you poured in to father son and holy spirit and then you coated with them, there we go. So can anybody separate them? So once we are united with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Once we are mashed up with Him, once we are fused with Him, there's nothing, nothing that can separate us ever, ever again. You know, and our sin can't separate us. Our thought life can't separate us. Our. Um what was I going? the third one I can't think of but nothing can separate us from that unity that's what we're like now once he's come in and made his home he doesn't leave we might want to ignore him Um, we might want to pretend he's not there Um, we might try and live our lives separate from him but once he's in there and I believe that you know, he came into me many, many years before I actually realised he was there. <clears throat> and the good news is that we don't have to do anything to make this happen. This is a gift. We can't earn it. We can't buy it. Um, all we have to do is to believe it. And when we believe that we're living in that union with him, when we believe that we're totally surrounded by him, when we believe that we're totally filled by him, when we believe that he is dispensing everything into us um, that is of him, you know, and everything else is dispelled, then we will just live in the right way. You know, a lot of people are a bit, frightened of grace a bit frightened of believing that um you know it's too good to be true because what they think is that sin you know it's giving us a license to sin but I think if you believe that God is in you if you believe that he's like in your thoughts in your feelings you, you don't want to sin do you when you when you know how much you are loved I don't think sin really enters your head that much. It just you know, right. We have this saying, don't we? You've, I don't know whether you've heard it, but you probably hear it over the time you hear. You know, right believing leads to right living. So if if we believe believing the right thing, if we if we believe that we're living on this side of the cross if we're believing that God can be trusted if we're believing that he loves us so much whatever we're like whatever we've been doing we'll just want to you know we will just want you, your life will just want to glorify him you'll you know, you'll just want to you know you just want to praise him and thank him and you know and that reflects out of you it just um it, it be beams out of you without you even realising it. When I was a little girl, um, now I was, un, I was about, probably about three, might have been younger, but a, a vicar said to my mum um, that my smile would get me anywhere. And <clears throat> over the years, now I think, I think because I've got a wonky jaw, I've got a wonky mouth, I don't think that much about, you know, I don't think my smile is that great, really. But it's one of the things that people come and say to me. Um, You know, you're always smiling. There's something about your smile. I once had a man come up, well, I've had it a couple of times when I've been in shops when people have come up and um, said it to me. And um, there was one day when my dad was really ill Um, I I felt very down um, and I was in Tesco's and I thought I was just mooching around Tesco's a bit, you know, feeling a bit bleh. And this man came up to me and he said, you know, we don't know each other, but your smile speaks volumes to me. Now, I just thought I was being miserable that day. I felt very, very miserable. But what he saw was the Jesus living in me what he saw whatever I conveyed to that man that spoke to him was I believe you know the Jesus shining out of me even when I didn't particularly feel that he was um you know and it touched him I don't know why it touched him but it made him feel better you know him saying that made me feel better but um you know I I just believe that when you've got Jesus living in you you know you just you just shine he shines out of you doesn't he um, <clears throat> you know I've already said that we are, we're totally safe in him um, you know this one of the scriptures I I love is that he's, um, his wrap around love is our protection I could go and remember where it is but I can't I can never I can always remember verses but I never know where they're from um, I'm not not too good at uh, quoting verses but I know the gist of things um you know and i just um that is one thing i i think about a lot is this wrap around love is my protection you know, I'm protected by his wrap around love um you know there's there's no condemnation for those in christ jesus when we're totally united with him when we're believing that he's living in us you know the guilt and the condemnation, you know, I used to feel guilt and condemnation because I couldn't live up to that, you know, that Christian life that we were supposed to be living up to. You know, I used you know, I said about falling asleep during soaking sessions, I used to wake up feeling so guilty that, you know, I was meant to be soaking in the presence of God and there I was, snoring, you know. Wasn't I, Sue? <laughs> <laughs> And I go home feeling wretched. It used to take me ages to get over the fact that I'd again fallen asleep. But there was one night when um, I I decided I was going to have a quiet time at home. My kids were at youth group, you know, and I thought, "Oh, I'm just going to, you know, do this worshiping and soaking lark." On and I lay down on the floor. The next thing I knew, I woke up with a jolt, and it was quarter past nine. And I had to pick the kids up at half past nine. I thought, oh no, I've done it again. I meant to be worshipping, I meant to be in the presence of God, and there I am asleep. And I run off to get the kids and I came back. And you know, the next day I was still feeling guilty. Um, and then I felt Jesus say to me, What time did you wake up? And I thought, well, I woke up at quarter past nine. And what time did you have to wake up to go and collect your children? I had to wake up at quarter past nine. He said, who, who do you think woke you up at quarter past nine? You know, and he said, it, it was all right. It was all right for you to be asleep. It was all right for you to be resting there, you know. But, bef- you know, before that, the, you know, not before that, but, you know, at that time, guilt played a big part um, in my life. And, you know, I have to admit, sometimes now, his nibs comes along because he knows which of my buttons to press, you know, where where to get get me. And he comes along and he whispers these, you know, lies sometimes. Um, But I I went to see a a bloke called Seth Dahl. You may have heard him. He's a children's worker at Bethel a couple of years ago. And he said, um, when you hear things about yourself that are negative and that are, are, you know make you feel guilty Um that's satan talking to you and he said actually he's talking about himself so um you know when he comes along and says oh you, you you're hopeless you are no good you know if i catch that thought quick enough and don't have a little wander down the road with it i turn it round now and i say to Satan, yeah you're hopeless and you can get off you know <laughs> You are you you're not very good, you can get off because I'm in Jesus and Jesus is me and I am good and I'm not hopeless, I'm full of hope, I'm full of love. Um <coughs> sorry, I should have said these are the, the fruits and the benefits of being in union with, with the Trinity. So, you know, Sarah was saying this morning that we are we are holy and we are righteous. Um because of that union, it's not of our any of our own efforts. It's just because we share in His righteousness. <coughs> you know, we've been dipped into Him. We've been dipped into His blood. We've been covered with His blood. We've been cleansed with His blood. Um, you know, and we are in the the vine. We are the branches, and the vine is Jesus. And if He is righteous, and the branches are righteous, and we are righteous. Um, you know the other thing is that we have the authority of Christ you know when when we're in him and he's in us we have his authority and uh, we partake there's that word again in his victory over the enemy so we have that authority I have that authority to tell Satan where to go you know I have that authority because Jesus in me has that authority Um, we will just listen to this oh there was just one other thing where is it I'll show it you on here two years ago today I was in Austria riding my bike with Jesus and my husband and and it was a fabulous fabulous time and it was um I won't go into that now, cause I might, I might have to come back and talk to you again at some time, and I'll share that with you then. But um, this is another picture that that Jesus really used to show me um, about being united with Him, and I just love it. We we rode to this place, and we just we went up a hill, and um, to a old church and then we walked back down this hill and at the bottom of this hill was this um, sculpture excuse me and as I saw it I was just reminded of the verse I'm going to read you in a minute in in the bigger passage but that my heart or, or Jesus says to me you know my heart is fastened to yours and these these are love locks. You know, in various European cities they have these love locks. Um but this this picture was just like um you know when our heart is um fixed to Jesus. Um you know it's like we're you know when you get Siamese twins what the, what's the other more professional word? Co co something twins aren't they? Conjoined twins. You know sometimes they share parts of their body don't they and like we are Siamese twins with Jesus because our hearts are connected our hearts are entwined um with his so like when his heart beats our heart beats so that was um the last picture that I nearly forgot about I just thought we'd listen to this the um Godfrey Birtles um um, it's a great dance. It's a wonderful dance because I just love it, and I just like. If <sniffs> I can find somewhere, I lost. Where have I put it? YouTube. So just close your eyes and have a dance with Jesus. Can you all hear this? Is it loud enough? So you can just keep your eyes shut. <clears throat> I mean, to me, that um, just reminds me of um, that it's effortless. You know, we don't have to, to to make any effort. That just what that 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 song and that the tune and the way it flows and um, it, to me, it just speaks of effortlessness. You know, when we're living in in that union it's effortless. Um, yeah, you know, we don't have to make anything happen. I'm just going to finish by um, reading <clears throat> part of the Song of Solomon from the Passion Translation, which you're going to get teaching about, I think so but it's just a, just a lovely, lovely passage that I just love. Um, So just let this wash over you. Just let it sink into you. So every part, this is is God speaking to you. This is the Trinity speaking to you. Every part of you is so beautiful, my darling. Perfect your beauty, flawless your love. Now you are ready to come with me as we climb the highest mountain tops. In our covenant love, we will look down from the crest of the glistening peaks and from the summit of our majestic sanctuary. We will wage war together in the lion's den and the leopard's lair, for you have ravished my heart. You have ravished the Father's heart. You have inflamed my being, my beloved one, my equal, my bride. I am undone by your love. Just think about that moment. Father God is undone by your love. Merely a glance from your worshipping eyes, and you have stolen my heart. Just gazing into your heart, joined to mine, and I am overcome, conquered, ravished, held hostage by your love. How satisfying to me, my equal, my beautiful bride. Your love is my finest wine, intoxicating and thrilling, and your sweet praise perfume, so exotic, so pleasing. Your loving words are like honey to me, drenched with worship. As your tongue releases milk and honey, I find the promised land flowing within you. The fragrance of your worshipping love surrounds you with scented robes of white. My darling bride, you are my private paradise, fastened to my heart. You are a secret spring that no one else can have. My bubbling fountain, hidden from the public, what a perfect partner to me. Your inward life is now sprouting, bringing forth fruit. What a beautiful paradise unfolds within you. I smell aromas of the finest spice when I am near you. I find many clusters of my exquisite fruit growing within your inner garden. Here are nine, pomegranates of passion. Henna from heaven, spikenard so sweet, saffron shining, fragrant calamus from the cross, sacred cinnamon, branches of scented woods, myrrh like tears from a tree, and alloys ascending as eagles. Your life flows into mine, pure as a garden spring, A well of living water springs up from within you. You are like a mountain brook flowing into my heart. A well of living water springs up from within you. That living water that will bring life to others is springing up. Within you right now. You are giving out the fragrance of Jesus wherever you go. Whether you're at home with family members who don't yet know that Jesus loves them, whether you're out on the streets. Whether you're doing your shopping, whether you're in the gym, whether you're riding your bike, his fragrance is flowing out of you for others to smell. You are affecting other people's lives effortlessly. You are his darling bride. You are fastened to his heart, never to be separated. He is undone by your love. Can you imagine the creator of the universe being undone by your love? Totally besotted, Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.